Good day from Wall Street. This is Jack Marks for Wall Street Reporter. And today I am speaking once again with Sean Folkson. He's the CEO of Night Food Holdings, Inc. Stock symbol is NGTF over the counter. Sean, uh, welcome. Thanks so much, Jack. Happy to be here. Sean, listen, it's great to have you back here. Uh, you know, in a few weeks, uh, Night Food is going to be a featured presenter at our uh, Next Super Stock Conference, that's uh, November 14th. Uh, so anybody that, that's listening now, they could tune in. And uh, today's, audio, today's uh, interview is really just to give investors kind of a sneak preview. And they should definitely uh, you know, sign up for the um, live stream event for November 14th. So, uh, sure. Now, a lot has happened with Night Food since you, know, you introduced the story to our audience, which was, I think, just about... Uh, 10 months ago now, maybe a little bit uh, less. And, but just to kind of recap, you know, at the time, you were just about to launch your ice cream product. Uh, it was still just a, a, little, a little bit beyond the concept stage, but it, w- it wasn't on, on shelves yet. Right. Uh, and the stock back then, I think, was around in the 20 cent range. Then you started the distribution, you started the rollout, the stock soared to 92 cents. And um, you know, as the you, you know the, the distribution rolled out, the stock you know basically increased four hundred percent. Now, what I find compelling from an investor's perspective is you're in all these distribution points, but the stock has yep. come back to in the twenty cent range. So it's kind of <laughs> like you know, it's uh, there's, there's that expression on Wall Street where investors they they buy the rumor, they 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 sell the news. So so I think right now where the stock is, it's kind of it gives investors a Really, a, a second chance, another opportunity uh, to get in on on, on this on this uh, situation here. Uh, so, Sean, for anybody that that's that's new to the story right now, they're listening for the first time. Can you tell them what is what, what is Night Food all about? Well, Night Food is really about solving a huge problem in the lives of uh, over a hundred million consumers across the country. And what that problem is, is unhealthy nighttime snacking. And what we know is that most consumers snack at night, uh, not just most, but like it's in the percentage wise, it's in the 80s, like 83, 85 percent, depending on the age range. Most people are snacking at night and the most popular choices are not healthy choices. It's cookies, it's chips, it's candy. And of course, it's ice cream. Right. And what we want to do is we want to help solve that problem for people because the the snacking behavior that we see, it's not just a bad habit. It's not a pattern that people fall into. It's literally human nature. People are driven by biology. Uh, I'm not going to get into all the science, Jack, but there's so many studies out there. And basically what happens is at the end of the day, our cravings are stronger. Our appetite is stronger. Uh Uh, The same amount of food gives us less satisfaction. Our willpower is weaker. Emotionally, we feel like we need like an emotional hug, right? So people end up, you know, we get these cravings. We can't resist them. We reach for the least healthy stuff. We don't stop eating when we could or should. And what happens is not only are people doing these things that are obviously unhealthy uh, just because of what you're eating, but then it has a direct impact on your sleep, right, which is a really critical function. So, um you know, we've seen all these patterns and what we're trying to do is we're trying to solve this problem for people. And it is a real problem that, uh, you know, when we talk to people and I've spoken to over 10,000 people in supermarkets, 
uh, about their nighttime snacking. And when when I ask people about it, you know, you can see their shoulders slump, their head looks down and, you know, they feel like a little bit of guilt when you ask them, hey, do you ever snack at night? Because, you know, nobody well, I shouldn't say nobody, but most people really don't have a good answer to that question. And and they know they shouldn't be doing it. And and that's what we're trying to do is, is really give people a way to make it through the night, um, you know, give themselves a little bit of a way to satisfy those cravings, get that emotional fulfillment and, and everything else. But but without really wrecking your diet or killing your sleep. And so basically you have the, these different ice cream flavors right now. Yeah. So uh, we've got eight flavors that are currently on the market. And, uh, you know, very popular, very well received. I Look, it's the best tasting, uh, creamiest, healthy ice cream on the market. You know, a few years ago, uh, you know, this this whole wave of healthy ice creams started hitting. And, and Halo Top is the brand that I think probably most people are familiar with. But there's a bunch of others. There's Enlightened. There's Arctic Zero. Uh, and, and there's a bunch of others. But, you know, most of them, in, in my opinion, they don't taste very much like ice cream at all. And I think people have been tolerating them. And, you know, night food has come along and not only uh, delivered the sleep benefits uh, that we have because we were formulated by sleep experts and knowing that people are snacking at night. What should we put into the ice cream? What should we leave out of the ice cream for better sleep? But also the most important thing is it just tastes much better. It's interesting. Now, you know, the, uh, night food has gotten, uh, you know, a tremendous amount of media attention in, over the last, you know, I don't know, six, seven months, you know, as, as the product has been hitting the shelves. Uh, I think you were on those at the Today Show, the Oprah magazine. Mm-hmm. What is it, I mean, like, what is it that they find most compelling about what you're doing? Well, I think that, uh, you know, I'm not a media expert, but it, it seems to me that they realize that this is interesting to their to their readership. Right. Why does the media put anything on? I mean, they're, they're serving their audience. And, you know, what we find is that when people hear about night food or learn about it, it it's it's immediately compelling, especially if you're one of the 85 percent of the people that's snacking at night and eating unhealthy stuff. It'll stop you dead in your tracks. Right. I mean, who doesn't who doesn't like ice cream and who doesn't want better sleep? So you put those two things together and it's kind of irresistible to the media. And, you know, certainly we're expecting more media coverage as we, and you left out, I mean, you mentioned, right. You mentioned the today show, you mentioned Oprah magazine. And I mean, there's so many others, I mean, you know, USA today and the wall street journal and Yahoo finance and parents magazine and the Washington post. I mean, it's, it's really unbelievable. The, the publicity that we've gotten and most of it, is inbound. It's 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 media outlets contacting us because they want to include us or do a story because they find what we're what we're doing is is just that compelling. Interesting, interesting. Now, sure, you know, sure. From like from my perspective, and I guess from investors that are looking at the stock, you know, I think what's most compelling is about night food is you know this possibility of a of a new, you know, billion dollar brand. Okay. So, you know, in recent years we've seen, you know, with the help of the internet, social media, there's been a, you know, a huge number of, you know, these consumer brands and products, um, you know, that have, you know, catapulted, you know, like almost overnight from basically zero into, you know, billions of dollars in sales. Yep. Um, and I think, you mentioned you mentioned when we first spoke uh, back in January that uh, I think was it was it 
a couple of examples in in sort of in the ice cream area. So, can you talk about you know some of those brands uh, and food products? Uh, what did they do? You know, sort of to get into that you know billion dollar club, and, and what are you doing to follow that same roadmap? That's a great question. And and you said something while you were asking the question. You said they you know they got there overnight, and it might seem like it happened overnight, but you know we know uh, that it hasn't. And in fact, you know Halo Top, which is I think the most recent and best example, uh, you know they they had you know, bumps along the road and, and problems. And, uh, you know, I've read up on them. There's tons of articles out there for anybody that wants to read up on them. Uh, but they're the closest one. And, and we'll talk about them in a minute, but there was also Talenti, which is another ice cream, uh, startup that, that sold to Unilever for, um, uh, rumored to be well over a billion dollars. And, you know, you've got brands like RX bar and perfect bar and, um, I don't know. I mean, there's just so many uh, consumer goods brands if, if you study the space. And, uh, you know, but the interesting thing here is that, you know, we believe that this category is coming, this concept that I touched on earlier about nighttime nutrition. Um, you know, there's a market research firm out there called Mintel. There's a market research firm out there called IRI. And these are these are two of the biggest um, you know, consumer trend uh, followers, not setters, but consumer trend followers and predictors. And, you know, they believe that nighttime nutrition is coming. Mintel uh, identified sleep-friendly food and beverage as one of their uh, trends to come in the coming years. Uh, Nestle, uh, which is the largest food and beverage company in the world, has stated earlier this year that, hey, we know consumers are uh, not happy with the fact that they're eating so much junk at night and they're looking for better options. So when you, you've got IRI and Mintel and Nestle all pointing to it, I mean, look, I'm 100% confident this category is coming. I've, I've been 100% confident the category is coming for years. And it's really just a matter of when, you know, I view it as uh, it's inevitable, right? Because you've got, you've got three trends converging. You've got you know, people are sleeping less and less, right? And yet they want more and more sleep quality, right? Because they're, they're all tracking their sleep. They got their Fitbit or whatever. Um, you know, experts in the media are hammering away at the importance of good sleep and the link between nutrition and sleep. And now consumers more than ever, they're seeking foods out with functional benefit, right? It's not enough to be delicious, right? Which night food is, but, you know, so are Ben and Jerry's and Hagen does, but people want something more. So these trends tell us that a tipping point is coming, we don't know exactly when, um, you know, and we're still going to have our ups and downs. And, uh, you know, you mentioned overnight success and I, I referred to Halo Top. Uh, you know, anybody who studied them, you know, Halo Top was around for a couple of years. Uh, in 2013, they did sales of about $230,000, which which is about what we did last quarter. Um, you know, they were struggling with sales. They were they lost some big accounts and everybody knows how it ended. Right. I mean, within a couple of years. They were selling $300 million worth of ice cream a year. They were rumored to be in talks with Unilever uh, for a buyout at a valuation of, of $2 billion. So, you know, we don't know exactly what our path holds, right? It could be entirely different. It could be similar. Every company has its ups and downs and its bumps in the road. But if you have the vision to see far enough out onto the horizon and you can see that the category of sleep-friendly nutrition is coming, then, you know, we try to figure out what is that going to look like and how is that going to play out? You know, overnight, 
not really. I mean, even if we were to, you know, get to that point tomorrow, I mean, we've been at this for years, so it never really happens overnight. And, um, uh, but we have studied, right. We've studied what those other companies have done in particular. Uh, you know, I keep talking about halo top and, you know, we're executing certain pages from their playbook modified for our situation. And, uh, you know, we think uh, having been able to learn and observe uh, and study, I think that's really helpful. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, what you mentioned there is very compelling. I mean, you said that they did two, about 230 grand in, uh, was it uh, 2013, and you did that yes. last quarter, right? Just <laughs> just in the, in the quarter, right. So, and it's, it's interesting. Again, I think people, again, look, we're, you know, kind of look you're essentially in the in the penny stock space so you have speculative buyers and a lot of stuff going on in the market you have short sales there's a lot of characters in this market and so you know the stock took off and maybe you know people kind of you know they, they uh, that that first quarter of, of positive sales wasn't enough for them maybe they had you know dreams of you know millions in sales and uh, you know the stock got beat up but again they need to kind of I, I think keep the perspective of of, of that picture of exactly like what you mentioned with Halo Top is look, you, you, do, you can do a couple hundred grand in a quarter, and then you know six months later the number could be you know ten x ten times that or whatever whatever it is. So it's um, there's there's um, there's there's tremendous upside in in the space, and uh, uh, you know I think you also you know you sent me a couple of pictures you know before we we started the interview of a. Uh, I think it was um, what are the, the pictures. It was like from a, uh, I guess what is it? It's a, it's like a a service you use that that goes around and takes pictures of freezers, you know, at supermarkets. Yeah, just uh, just to make sure that uh, uh, the product is properly stocked, properly faced, and things like that. Right. Like an audit, and, yeah, and like a shelf audit. Yeah, and I, what I find interesting is your you know, night food. Anybody who's looking at these pictures, and you know, we're, we'll we'll kind of post some of those in. Uh, in, in the video version of this interview, uh, anybody who's looking, they, they can see you're right next to, in the middle of all those big brands. I mean, it's right there. Yeah. Well, that's where the ice cream goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're literally like not, right next to. They're not going to put us with the Cheerios and, and Captain Crunch. <laughs> right, but, but literally, like you're right next to the Talenti. And the, yeah. I mean, it's like right, the, 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 the you know, it's pro, you know, prime position. It's, and, it's unheard of, Jack. It's unheard of. For, and I haven't really spoken to this, for, for a startup brand to launch in, into some of the supermarkets, I mean, um, you know, we've already, uh, we're already on shelf in four of the top 10, uh, top 50 supermarket chains in the country, uh, including two of the top 10, which is Meyer and then uh, Harris Teeter, which is a, a, an autonomous division of Kroger. And, uh, you know, we've got more top 50 chains bringing us on. I mean, you know, we're, we're out there in meetings, we've gotten a couple of yeses already. And, uh, um, you know, but, but this, this is not the way it normally goes. I mean, normally what happens is a brand will start, uh, you know, in some independent stores and, and we're starting to tackle that space as well, but they'll start with some independent stores, mom and pop stores and, you know, get twos and fives and tens here and there. And then you kind of grow that from the ground up. And, and we went at it, you know, kind of with a different game plan, and, you know, it, it really is, um, you know, a different animal. It's a different way to attack the market, you know, to kind of hit these huge supermarkets first. And, you know, we think it's going to be the right strategy for us. We think it's going to help us uh, grow a lot faster. And, um, 
you know, cover a lot more ground and, and be a lot more efficient. Um, and but but just to get in, you know, is such an accomplishment and that the buyers see the the size of the market that we're addressing and the potential. Because if you're just going in there saying, well, our ice cream is more delicious than somebody else's ice cream, that's not a very compelling story to the consumer, even if it is a, a delicious ice cream. There's a lot of delicious ice cream. Right. So. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry. You, you were going somewhere with that. But, yes, we're I mean, we're right there. We're right next to Halo Top and Ben and Jerry's and Talenti and Haagen-Dazs. And, and and I guess those are probably, you know, the biggest ones. But that's where we are. Yeah. But, but I tell you, when I look at the, that at those pictures, though, to me, I'm looking at the package at the night food package. Uh, you know, and again, I, I've told you this before. I, I, I think the pa- you, you know, your packaging is great. It has that sort of those cartoonish i call it like a cartoon character it's like these you know fun type of characters that you have well, that's, a, the, that's the crave monster the Jeff. crave so monster, the crave monster <laughs> right we, we took all the science that we talked about at the beginning you know the cravings and the appetite and the willpower and we personified that as the crave monster and the crave monster comes out at night and that's what kind of makes you uh you know and in a lot of cases people can ruin a whole day of healthy eating in seven or eight minutes you know, while they're watching The Bachelorette. And, you know, we personified that as the Crave Monster. And night food obviously can satisfy the Crave Monster. But, you know, when I see that package, I don't even think, you know, I think maybe, you know, people, you know, people, when they buy ice cream, what do they, I mean, if they, if they haven't heard of it before, I mean, they kind of buy it based on the packaging, I think. I mean, if they, you know, maybe they're curious. They want to try it. So, you know, two years from now, you know, you might, discover that most of the buyers you might have a massive audience that they don't even know anything about nighttime they're just buying it because you know they like the package and they they like the taste and they they return for it and they tell their friends so it, it might be one of one of those types of things which is uh always always a plus um now what's what's interesting to me is how many right now how many shares outstanding do you have uh, about 56 million 56 million so Roughly, the market cap is right now about what twelve twelve million dollars, somewhere around there. Somewhere, so so twelve million dollars is, is what somebody's essentially paying for the business now. You know, they're, they're making a twelve million dollar bet that this could be you know a billion plus dollar you know upside. Which to me, based on the distribution, everything you have now, I mean, I guess people they kind of you know need to do their own research. But to me, that sounds pretty compelling. I mean, that's pretty pretty low valuation here. Um, so I guess the big question is, I think what most investors are interested in is, you know, they're focused on this distribution. That's kind of the big question. You know, where, so how is, you know, how is kind of the, the, the supermarket rollout going? Like what's, you know, how many points of distribution are, are you in now? That, I think that's what investors would want to know. Yeah, it's about, about 500 points of distribution at this time. And, uh, you know, most of that, about half of that is Harris Teeter. Uh, then we've got Meyer, which is over 100 stores, and Lowe's Foods, uh, which is about 80 stores, and then uh, Woodman's and, and some other uh, independents and things like that. And, uh, you know, we've already gotten, I don't know if I want to say commitments, but we've gotten yeses from, uh, from a couple of other, you know, decent sized chains. And, um, you know, we've got a lot more meetings. You know, it, it's an interesting thing this year. Um, a lot of the, uh, uh, the timing of the meetings has been pushed back a little bit later. Nestle, uh, we haven't talked about this and it's not really, I don't think particularly relevant to the investors, 
uh, except for those that are kind of hanging on every every meeting, which, you know, some people uh, Nestle earlier this year, they decided to do away with uh, their direct store distribution network. And it's created a little bit of a headache uh, for these supermarket chains because they need to find slots in their own warehouses for these uh for net i mean nestle you know is huge and, and they've got a ton of ice cream skews in every supermarket so um it throws things off but you know we're expecting i mean i've got meetings now that are scheduled uh november uh um i'm going to be in chicago actually tomorrow um we've got uh we've got meetings in december we've got meetings in january already set up so it's kind of a different schedule normally most of this would be done uh, uh in october and by then you've got, uh, uh, you know, kind of a quicker path to reset. So this whole year has been a little bit uh, wacky, this whole second half of the year in the ice cream category. But, uh, you know, we've had a lot of meetings already. We've gotten some yeses. We're still waiting from, uh, for some answers. Look, Jack, I mean, we've had people who said, you know, we don't want to put the product in this year. Um, nobody that we've met with yet, but there were people, honestly, that wouldn't even meet with us. You know, we'll see you next year. We'll see you in June. We'll see you in uh, – in April. So, you know, everybody's on their own schedule. Everybody's on their own clock. And, uh, you know, the point is that within uh, one year, two years, we're expecting to be in just about every supermarket, every place where people go, you know, to buy their ice cream and to buy their weekly groceries. You know, that's the path that we think we're on here. Okay. Okay. Now, I think one thing uh, I saw recently, you started selling in, in some other you know, distribution channels. You're like in hotels now. Um, what, uh, you know, how did that come about? You know, what, you know, what, what are you, what kind of expectations do you have for that market? And are there other, you know, kind of let's, I don't know if the word is non-traditional, but other kind yeah. of non-traditional distribution points that, that you're looking at? Well, there's the, the two main ones that we're, that we're uh, interested in right now is hotels, uh, which I, th- I think is really, really interesting, and I'll, I'll circle back on that. And the other one is college campuses, uh, where there seems to be a tremendous amount of interest, uh, which, which makes sense when you think about it. Um, and, and we recently um, secured distribution with uh, a distribution partner that is, um, uh, I guess, the nation's largest distributor of, of uh, snacks and beverages to those types of non-traditional verticals. And, you know, the thing about hotels, which is interesting, is that, you know, the hotels have been battling for really for decades now, uh, trying to promise the best night's sleep to their uh, to their guests. I mean, if you think back and anybody can Google uh, if they want hotel bedding wars. Oh, right. Right. With the, the mattresses. <laughs> the mattresses. Right. 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 Every hotel. So, they, you know, this you know, if, if you think back 20, 25 years even in a decent hotel, you know, you'd have a box spring and a mattress. Now you've got the sleep number beds. You've got the dream pillows and, and all these things. I mean, these hotels have spent, you know, literally b- billions of dollars when you, when you look at all the different chains, each trying to one-up the other. And I think it's really interesting. I think it's really compelling for a hotel to be able to um, – and, you know, the ads are always in the elevator or, you know, on the little stand-up cards. Hey, you know, we thought of everything – for better sleep. Oh, wow. You know, we even have sleep friendly <laughs> ice cream in, in the freezer for you. Wow. Wow. And, you know, so it's not about whether they're going to sell. And I think they will. You That's know, very clever. Uh, it's still really. What's that? That's very clever. I mean, it's a great time. Yeah. 
I mean, so so for the hotel to to make that promise to their to their customer base and to their guests, they can say that. And you know, will they sell more pints? Hopefully, they'll sell some more pints. But it's not even about the the amount of uh, of, of ice cream volume that they have, which is big. But it's about uh, signaling to their uh, to their guests that they have left no stone unturned. They are paying full attention to detail, and they want you to have every resource possible to get the best night's sleep possible. Wow. I'm, I'm afraid to ask what they're going to be selling this for in the, uh, in the hotel. Maybe like $20 a pint. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it, right. So in the mini bar, things are re- really expensive. I, I don't know. You know, um, we do have some hotel distribution already, and uh, I don't know that it's necessarily – you know, way out of whack. I would think at the most probably five forty nine or five ninety nine a pint. Okay. I could be wrong about that. And you know, we, we sell it to the distributor for the same price, regardless of where it ends up, uh, where they sell it. So I, I don't actually know for sure, but that is uh, something that I'm curious about. But I would guess in five forty nine or five ninety nine a pint. So, so which hotels are are you in now? Well, I mean, it's isolated. So uh, I know there were some. Uh, I think. Uh, Ooh, I don't want to get this wrong. I know for sure there were some Staybridge Suites uh, up in Michigan, which is uh, Staybridge is a is a brand uh, banner that's owned by Intercontinental. I think Hilton Garden Inn. We were in a few of those, and I don't remember the other one. And I don't want to accidentally say the wrong thing, um, so it's better left unguessed. But I know for sure Staybridge Suites, and I'm 99% sure that we're in some Hilton Garden Inns as well. And this is through like – what, this is like a specialty distributor that goes to just hotels that, that you, you've got this through? Well, no. They, I mean they, they, they're – right. They're a specialty distributor, uh, but they distribute to you know, hospitality. They distribute to college campuses, theaters. You know, so when you go into, uh, into the movie theater and you're buying your, your, your M&Ms or whatever – you know, they buy it from somewhere. So this is the nation's largest distributor that services all of these non-traditional, uh, you know, corrections facilities and hospitals and, and things like that. That's, that's our distributor. What, so, so what other markets, what are the like non-traditional markets do you plan to, to get into the, over the next year? I, I don't think, I mean, other than, you know, if, if somebody were to make a compelling case to me that there's something else out there that makes sense, I, I would listen to it. But, you know, I, I don't really see us necessarily in prisons um, or, you know, or movie theaters as pints, you know. I mean, right. it could be interesting at some point when we get really mature to have single serve uh, ice cream in movie theaters if people are at the movie at night. But that's kind of a stretch. I mean, I think hotels and, and college campuses um, and, and really, Jack, when, when you're in every supermarket in the country, um, you know, that's that's probably enough. It's icing and, on the cake. No yeah, exactly. I mean, this is this is for us right now. It's a really interesting way. These non-traditional markets, especially the hotel thing, it's almost as much of a way to get some branding and some awareness up. Um, you know, if we're able to sign a deal with one of the big hotel chains and they're trumpeting us out, I mean, think about the amount of publicity that chain would get. Right? We were just on the Today Show a couple of days ago. We we're in Oprah Magazine a couple of months ago. Right? If a hotel chain comes out and says, "Look, we're so focused on your sleep, we're going to put in sleep-friendly ice cream," right? I think the whole travel um, industry, the whole travel media, would 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 make a big a big point of it. You know, they would get a ton of free publicity from it. So for us, it's you know, like I said, I mean, yes, 
we think it's it's going to be good revenue and we will move some volume through there. But that's not going to be the bread and butter. I mean, the bread and butter is going to be, you know, people buying the ice cream in their local supermarket and keeping it at home in their freezer. Okay. So, Sean, let's kind of recap. Um, what are your sure. goals for night food over the next, uh, let's call it six to 12 months? Like, what are the key milestones you're looking at? Well, certainly, you know, we're going to be growing distribution. We know we're going to be adding some chains here. We don't know exactly how many or how many stores that might be. Um, you know, we're expecting it to be thousands. Uh, but, it, you know, we don't know. And, and we're not going to set any firm deadlines now. You know, we've seen that uh, the way things go in this space, uh, you know, you can you can kind of focus more on the big picture. Like I said, you set your eyes out to the horizon. But if you try to predict what's going to happen by next Tuesday or a week from Thursday, uh, you know, you can get made to look pretty foolish. So, you know, I, th- I think that even when you say six to 12 months, you know, the answer is we want to grow revenue. We want to grow points of distribution. We want to grow awareness, grow the brand, uh, grow our profile and and really make sure that at any point along the way we are. And, and this is the amazing thing, Jack. And, and you know, every, <laughs> nobody thinks of it like this. But here's this burgeoning billion dollar category. I see it as a billion dollar category because think about it. Americans combined to spend over $50 billion a year on snacks just between dinner and bed. Okay, snacks consumed between dinner and bed. So they're spending a billion dollars a week. This to me is a billion dollar uh, category, this nighttime nutrition, uh, sleep friendly nutrition, whatever you want to call it. And we're the only company with a product on the market, right, that that addresses this thing that Mintel said a couple of years ago is the next big thing. And Nestle is right now saying, hey, we know consumers want better nighttime snacks. So we are the leader in this category. Now, right now, the category is as big as we are, right? If we did, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars last last quarter, that's how big the category was. But you know what? At some point, you know, yes, we're certainly going to be growing, but at some point, so you are the category. The big, That's yeah. you're you're hundred percent the, the category. Okay, we're a category of one. We're a category of one. But what's going to happen is once somebody else comes wants to come into the category, I think our strategic value goes through the roof because whoever wants to come in, they're either going to come in as an acquirer or they're going to come in as a competitor. Which means now that uh, somebody else now to compete with that. Uh, company that's entered the space, they could then acquire us because we would be uh, the other brand, the leading brand. So the fact that we are out there pioneering this category that feels inevitable. Look, people might think ah, category is never going to happen. It's ridiculous. And, and that's okay. Right? It's already so happened. People, it's, it's, it's there now. Not, well, right. But they, they may think it's never going to be viable. It's never going to get to a certain volume. And, th- and, that, and those people would be considered non-believers. And then believers would say, huh, Okay, 85% of people snack at night. The most healthy, uh, you know, the most popular choices are all junk. Here's guys that are saying that uh, people want better snacking. Here's Mintel, here's Nestle. And here's Night Food led by Sean Folkson, which is saying, hey, we can give people better choices. We've got sleep experts. We've got Dr. Michael Bruce, who's America's leading, you know, most prominent sleep expert. We've got uh, Dr. Michael Grander, Dr. Lauren Brock. So, We've got this team and we're saying, hey, we're solving this problem for the country. And the believers are looking at this and saying, man, how can these guys, how can this thing not be a huge category, right? How can, 
how can you not capture enough consumers with a great product like we have and and make this work? So so you've got the non-believers and then you've got you've got the believers. Uh, and, and at the bottom line, that was right now somebody you know essentially they're paying just you know any investor looking at this they're basically paying twelve million dollars to own the category leader uh, in this in the space. Well, that's 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 the reality, and that's the facts. It's interesting. It's interesting. So, I mean, for at some point, this is going to be, uh, you know, become very interesting once once the uh, once the revenues start expanding. Maybe you know, there might be a potential strategic you know acquirer that that could come along. Um, so, at, at obviously at a higher price point. So, Sean, um, on that note, um, I want to I want to thank you again. And I uh, look forward to, to you know hearing more from you, seeing the presentation um, at at the next Superstock a live stream November fourteenth. Anybody that's listening to this uh, interview now, they're welcome to uh, to go on our site and register it as, uh, uh, for free. They can uh, uh, check out the presentation and also uh, you know ask questions uh, live. Hopefully, their questions will be better than mine. So, Sean, again, thank you. Thanks, Jack.